You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Thursday and we're Grant and Danny. And unfortunately, tonight there is no Thursday night football. No Thursday night football the rest of the way. It's January 5th, 2023, as we approach the final weekend of the season for the Washington Commanders. A home game against the Cowboys. Sam Howell will get the call. Big show for you. Beltway Blitz at 4. We will blitz the East at 5. And before we get out of here at 6.30, a Caps power play. They are back on the ice trying to remain hot and get another point or two tonight. By the way, congratulations, friend of the show, regular Nick Dowd, who will not appear with us this week. He has a good excuse in his wife welcoming a new baby to the family yesterday. Way to go, Dowder. So congrats to Nick Dowd on the addition to his family. What's up, Danny? Not much, my friend. By the way, it seems like we got a little streak going. Like, hey, Nick Dowd's going to be in the show tomorrow, and he scores. Like, he's basically kept pace with Ovi over the last month or so. I I'm being slightly facetious. Where yeah. I send him a, I send him a emoji of pie every time he scores, mm-hmm. and I now do that almost every game. Yeah, you, you're running out of them. You're, you're probably repeating pies at this point because I don't know how many pie emojis there actually are. Speaking of that, that's a terrible transition, but whatever. Dude, everybody who lives in this area, make a trip. Do this once. Treat yourself, as they say. The three blacksmiths in Sperryville, Virginia. The wife and I went last night. We were supposed to go in November. Couldn't. Kid was sick. We asked to reschedule. They said, yes, a table has just opened up two months from now on a Wednesday night. Yes, we'll take it. No problem. It's an unbelievable experience. Totally unique. It's amazing. This little, you know, uh, one-stop sign town of Sperryville. But the wife and I did it last night. Just absolutely splendid. We are refreshed and still Thinking about that meal that we had last night. Amazing. So I can tell just by hearing what you just said that I would love Sperryville. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a real place, though. It sounds like it should be called Berryville, and you're accidentally saying Sperry. Or I know like, what you're saying. Someone's like, oh, where did you? Uh, where are you coming from, sir? And he's like, uh, Sperryville. Quick, make up a place. Sperryville. Like said, the movie script has Sperryville as the place. It just place. sounds like yeah. you're adding an S to an actual place. But I'm sure it is lovely, and I'm glad that you had a great meal. What was the highlight of the dinner? I would say the uh, slow-cooked venison with Mm. elk shoulder and uh, white truffles on top of it. Again, beyond gourmet. Like, it's just, it's a a different thing. It's so indulgent. It's incredible. So, so good. Uh, I had, I now, I told my wife in the middle of the meal, the bread and butter service, which, by the way, rivals anything you've ever had in your life. The butter was bacon butter. I'm going to say that one more time. The butter was bacon butter. Sounds like a better version of butter. And I said to her, I said, I'm, I'm so sorry to tell you this. I will no longer be accepting regular butter. Bacon butter. Whatever we have to do. Yeah. I don't know who we have to, I don't know who we have to, to you know, to, to, to kidnap. I don't know who we have to, like, to, to torture to get this recipe. Bacon butter forever, please. You just need to get shipments to your house. Yeah. 
fly it in from wherever. Bacon butter. Oh, my God. Build a nice uh, like helicopter landing pad in your yard yep. so that someone can bring you in. Whatever we have to do. Your bacon butter. This is, we're no longer saving for college for our kids. We're doing bacon butter. The butter itself costs like six bucks, but the getting it there costs yeah. two thousand million fine. per year. Fine. Another mortgage payment a month to get, to get me some bacon butter. Uh, I do want to start really quick before we talk about timely things in D.C. sport with the update on DeMar Hamlin that we were just watching here in studio uh, today at the hospital in Cincinnati where he has been in critical condition. A couple of the renowned folks that are working on and with him uh, gave an update, and he is making what they're calling remarkable improvements Uh, The anecdote I just heard that gives me so much joy is that he's writing notes to them to communicate because it sounds like he still has a tube or maybe tubes down his throat. But he wrote a note to one of the first responders, I guess, or or the folks that were still there where there was a nurse or someone else bedside and asked them, did we win the game? Did we win? Did we win? Which is amazing. But that tells you. That he's got a cognitive function, that he is processing information. He knows who he is and where he was, and I mean, that tells you a lot. And he's able to write. I mean, there is there's so much about that that is amazing. Now they were quick to caution that he's got a long road ahead, and there's a lot of hurdles still to clear. But they are doing this press conference because they feel comfortable now saying that he has made remarkable improvements. So perhaps many of these prayers and these thoughts that we've all been sending are being answered because the news today is really, really good. It's as positive as, yeah, it's as positive as you could reasonably hope for uh, so soon afterwards. Um, It's amazing. One of those things that just, you can't help, but you know, you're trying, we all, you know, we all process, we all saw what happened live on, on, on Monday night. Right. And you can hear about an incident when it's away from your eyes, you can hear about an accident or something, uh, a tragedy, and and you can be moved by it, but it's just different when we all saw it go down in real time. And and as you kind of try to, to put the pieces together and go on with your daily life, remembering that it's trivial, like my misfortune, my irritation, my, I got to get my car fixed. Like it's annoying. So secondary yep. to what he endured, to what he's going through, what his family's going through, et cetera. Can't help but put a smile on your face, though. Finding out this, you know, something that we would take for granted, that cognitive function is slowly starting to restore and and he's, you know, lucid and responding. It's, it's amazing, man. It really yeah. is. As I sat here in studio listening to the press conference they were doing a while back, all I could think about was... Just how amazing the performance and the job was by the first responders at the stadium. That's right. Because they were referencing that it was a bunch of folks from their hospital that are at every game, basically. And how many times do you sit there and you're not needed? You know, you're playing on your phone or doing whatever it is that you do while Joe Burrow lights up a defense. You know what I mean? Right. And that night was the night that you were called upon to save a human life. And they executed perfectly and they did it. Apparently the Bills doctors diagnosed him with cardiac arrest almost immediately and got the doctors needed out there to cut the jersey off and get the pads off and do all that stuff to to put the pads on his chest and to immediately resuscitate him with CPR. And it all happened. You know, every 10 seconds, every minute matters so much, right? And they just crushed it. I mean, if, if it was a football game, they won 70 to nothing. And it, it just makes me think about it. I don't know if this is the platform or the time to even say this, but no time like the present. I never really day-to-day, this makes me a jerk probably, but I don't sit here and think, we're all going to be scarred in some way or or changed by what we saw with the DeMar Hamlin 
you know, looking woozy and falling down and almost dying in front of us in mm-hmm. a game that we were watching for our own pleasure. But it really makes you further appreciate the folks that are riding around right now in ambulances or, or fire trucks or whatever that are responding to calls or that are working in hospitals today who are saving human lives every single second yeah. of every single day, every single minute of every day somewhere. And they're seeing things that you and I can't fathom, like right. unspeakably awful things where we're all saying, Joe Burrow's never going to be the same. Or what's, you know, Josh Allen, how's he ever going to recover? There are people that just see this stuff a if, bunch of times. If there it, is such a thing, it's routine for them. It's just called Tuesday, yeah. you know? And, and it's not to belittle anything that happened at all as much as to say, like, that is a heroic thing that we probably just don't think about enough. Very well put. 100%. Uh, I mean, having, you know, had unfortunate experiences, you know, in my life of riding along with a loved one in, the ho- in, a, in an ambulance, for me, for us in those moments, it's like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to us. And as you said, for them, it's Wednesday at you know 1.45 p.m. It's the third call of the day. Yeah, they, you know they, they've, they've been doing it and will continue to do it. And for every person they're dealing with who's in hysteric, who's freaking out, who's crying, who can't be calmed down or whatever, they, they are. This is routine, if there is such a thing. It, it is amazing. But uh, we're, we're still going to keep pulling for it, keeping those fingers crossed for DeMar Hamlin, but it does sound very, very good. On to more trivial matters and the commanders. Where I wanted to actually start the show today was I had been going through and doing a little research on actually the quarterback position under Ron Rivera and just how bad the decision-making and the luck in some cases, as well as the execution of the guys they brought in, have been. But as I was doing that, a graphic came out that I just saw within the last hour. The Commanders slash football team is now 0-6 under Ron Rivera at home in December and January. And they've been outscored by 77 points. Now remember that the team led by Rivera has traditionally started very slowly here. Yep. And it was also his MO in Carolina, but I care less about that. But the the book here has been terrible Septembers. Like, you don't perform at the level you're supposed to. See, this season, they were 1-3 in in the first month. But that at the end of the year, you're at your best. You're peaking. You are rolling going into the playoffs. That's kind of the way his teams have done it when they've been good. At home, the games you guys go to at FedEx Field in December, meaning the important ones, right? Uh Down the stretch, let's clinch a playoff spot. Let's go into the postseason feeling good about ourselves. Six games, six losses, minus 77 scoring margin. That scored by basically two touchdowns a game. 13 a game is what that boils down to. It's 12 and change technically, but let's round up for fun. It, it tells you the story, right? There, there are MOs here, okay? It's why when they were one and four and everybody was freaking out and screaming, I said, here's what's going to happen. They're going to play better. They're going to do the thing that they've done each of the last couple of years, and sure enough, they did. I said, but here's the caution. They're going to fall apart in, in uh, at, at the end of the year because that's what they've done the last couple of years. I'm no, I'm no genius. I'm no Nostradamus. I'm terrible prognosticating and predicting things. But this one I saw because we have a very clear delineated pattern. And it comes down to me to one simple immutable fact. Quarterback. And the complete and utter inability to either properly self-evaluate, evaluate externally, evaluate where that quarterback should come from. These are the times in these must-win moments when you could gimmick it up in October, when you could do something people hadn't hadn't seen you do yet, right? Where you're running it this way, you're thirteen to thir- you know thirteen to ten type W's for a couple of weeks here and there, relying on a defense. But over the over the time, over the the, the multiple months of a season, 
going from September into the new year, at the end of the day, you cannot have a completely unacceptable offense in this league now and win. You can't. And adjustments get made. The defense, you know, that so much is asked of them, will strain. You give up more than you're kind of used to over the past couple months, and we can get mad and go, well, they gave up 20 points to, to, the, to the, the Browns. How could that happen? It's the league routinely team score. You cannot be this bad at the most important position, and it comes to roost at the end of every season. Yeah, I think at this point, Rivera's just really lucky they're going through an ownership change, probably. And I say probably because... Yeah, we don't know. We just don't know definitively that Dan's actually walking away and that that's happening and he is selling, but all signs are pointing that way. Because if this was the status quo where, let's just say, Dan Snyder's the owner and there nothing's been changing here over the last several months, mm-hmm. there's a real good chance they'd be making a change. The reason I say that is is not just that they've only won seven games the three seasons and may have the same win number for three consecutive years as a win total. As you just said, the bungled quarterback handling is what gets you on the hot seat, is what costs you your job, is what is ultimately deemed fireable. And in any other place, for the most part, over three years, if you had seven different starting quarterbacks, 12 quarterback changes, listen to these numbers. Yeah, This is what I looked up today. Seven different starting quarterbacks, 12 quarterback changes over three seasons. Three losing seasons, by the way. And the guy that you just traded, a second and a third round draft pick for in $28 million. Now, let me stop you before you jump in to say it's actually two-thirds. It has become two-thirds, luckily. Because, because yeah, you got lucky. Exactly. You traded a second, a third, and 28 mil. You were hoping it was going to be two, uh, another second because he was going to play all year and we wouldn't care. To have made 12 quarterback changes, had seven different starters, giving up what they did for Wentz to be their quarterback of the future. And going into year four, the worst part of all of this is those numbers as standalone numbers are awful. Like that is horrendous. And that is what gets GMs fired and coaches removed from their post because you just can't be that wrong that many times and and not figure out quarterback for that long, frankly, in this league that you're just not allowed that luxury. They have no plan right now for the future. You're going into year four and you're doing it again. And you're allowing this same group now to go make the quarterback decision. But you are right back where you started. In other words, if you had done the 12 quarterback changes, the seven different starters, and Wentz balled out against the Browns, you're on the verge of making the playoffs. He's one more good win away from you having your quarterback next year. Even if we all don't think he's great, it's a way different spot to be sitting in if you're Ron Rivera than you're literally about to go back to the well. Yep. Back to the drawing board again. And here's the list, Danny. He takes over in 2020. Since then, Dwayne Haskins to Kyle Allen to Alex Smith, back to Haskins to Heineke, back to Smith to Heineke. Okay, so that's his first year, six quarterback changes. Second year, Fitzpatrick early, week one. Heineke after that. Heineke the rest of the way with a Garrett Gilbert start in there. So I I could actually add one that I didn't even put on this list, okay? A COVID start, to be fair. COVID start. Some of this is, I mean, all 13 changes, are. some of them are injury, bad luck. It it just speaks to the ineptitude overall at the position. Uh, The next year, that's this year, his third season, Wentz to Heineke to Wentz to now Howe. 
So if your starting point was Dwayne Haskins in 2020, one change to Allen, two to Smith, three to Haskins, four to Heineke, five to Smith, six to Heineke, offseason change to Fitz, change to Gilbert, change to Heineke, right? Or, or you went to Heineke, then Gilbert, then back to Heineke, then Wentz offseason into Heineke, Wentz and Howe. You're talking about basically 14 quarterback yeah, changes. It's dizzying. 14 quarterback changes. Again, some are injury, right? It's not all just benching a guy, which has happened about half the time. It's been that you're just changing your mind at who's going to start. But it's actually not seven starters. It's eight because of Garrett Gilbert. And you're about to do this all over again. Like, they are really lucky that the ownership situation is in flux. That's right. Because front offices and staffs do not get this luxury. They just don't get this much time to botch this so badly, Danny. It doesn't happen. No. And that's, I think you said this. I mean, to me, what what is so clear and so definitive after three years of not investing in a young quarterback, despite multiple opportunities to do so, some people want to explain away year one. We've legislated that. People can disagree. I think that's fine. But opting to do this veteran leftover try to go compete now kind of thing, the win now type mode, it is it has failed dramatically and catastrophically to the tune of seven wins. You're in the seven win bucket when you go get the next crew of leftovers when you start to pick and choose from those guys. Definitively to me, it's time to draft a quarterback. But that's not what this regime wants to do because they don't want to take that step back. And beyond that, I don't trust them to do so. I don't trust their evaluation and, and nobody should at this stage. So that leads me to say that if this was normal, again, forget about a tyrant owner, forget about you know what's happening behind the scenes here in Washington. Who knows what's happening? English citizen Dan Snyder uh, imbroglio is notwithstanding. Normally you would say, well, I can't do the thing that Washington always does, which is coach drafts a quarterback, gets fired, quarterback stunted, next regime inherits him, and the cycle then continues yeah, yeah, in they, perpetuity. They take Anthony Richardson or whoever this year, and then next year, uh, Ben Johnson or whoever coordinator you hire handles him. So my thing Anthony was Richardson. I think yeah. is. So my my conclusion there, if you follow that logical chain, the same reason. And I like Jay Gruden. Comes on our show every Monday. He's really good. There is no way I would have Jay Gruden start a season so I could fire him after five games. There's no way I would have Ron Rivera draft the quarterback so that then he would be fired at the end of next year, during next year, whatever. He lost his privilege for that. So if I'm going to fire him after a year, I'm going to do that now, and the next regime is going to draft my quarterback or acquire the quarterback or whatever it is. But now, enter the reality. Things are not normal. Things are more unusual, perhaps, than they have ever been in the history of this franchise. Really quickly, I want to just run through the decisions they've made at quarterback because that's what I'm drilling down on as my evidence for the dysfunction and just how bad the Rivera era has gone through three years. They didn't make the year three leap. They are still at seven wins. They have the same record, basically, for three straight seasons. He got here. They traded a five for Kyle Allen. They chose to stick with Haskins, despite people in the building telling them he was not a starting quarterback. They passed on, and I don't crush them for this. I will readily admit that I don't go as hard about this as a lot of other people, but... They took Chase Young at two, passing on Herbert and Tua, among others. They also, in that draft, in subsequent opportunities to either go into the first round late or second round, they passed on guys like Jalen Hurts <laughs> and Jordan Love. Like, this all has to be part of the conversation. 
In other words, if you're a fan and you didn't think they should have drafted, drafted Justin Herbert, that's okay. They pay people millions of dollars to make sure that's my that view. when you're picking second and Justin Herbert's available, you got to know that Justin Herbert's going to be really damn good and you shouldn't pass on him. But I digress. So that was all their first offseason, what I just said. Yep. Trading the five for Allen, choosing Haskins over the draft, you know, passing on Herbert Tua, passing on Hurts Love, whatever else. And I don't go as adamantly against them that year because who knows what Dan was telling them about Haskins. But it has to be added to the conversation. The second offseason, they chose Fitzpatrick. They had a lot of options, by the way, that year on the free agent market. And they chose a really old guy who gets hurt a lot. And what happened to the really old guy is he got hurt almost immediately. They elected not to draft a developmental quarterback to pair with a bridge in Fitzpatrick. That could have been trading up for field. So I think the jury's very much still out on. He runs all over the place. The Bears legitimately this week lined him up as a running back. I don't know if you saw that, but they would have a running back taking snaps, pitching to Justin Fields, basically. I mean, it, it, That's pretty wild. Not developing him as a passer at all, but I digress. Uh, Mac Jones easily could have moved up and got him for, for a song. They had no interest in who knows what these guys become or if any of them were worth it, but guys like Davis Mills or uh, or uh, Kyle Trask or Sam Ellinger or Ian Book, they just said, no, we're good. We've got Fitzpatrick. And then this offseason, at an astronomical cost, they finally pushed the chips in, and the guy after two years of waiting for the right player to pounce on was Carson Wentz at a 2 a 3 and $28 million. That was only after, lest we forget, they tried to trade for Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. And we're they tried to give up three first-round picks and players for Russell Wilson, who, thank God, said no. Now, again, I don't think most people in this market were saying don't trade for Russell Wilson. I, I was. I was wrong. Everyone wanted Russell Wilson. But it is okay to say Marty Herney, Marty Mayhew, Ron Rivera, you get paid tens of millions of dollars combined. Can we figure out a way to know that Russell Wilson is not going to be worth what is being given up for him. They also had a choice, by the way, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, better year than Wentz, Mitch Trubisky, better than Wentz, Andy Dalton, better than Wentz, Tyrod Taylor, Geno Smith. He signed a one-year $3 million contract and has had a really good year for the Seahawks. Yeah. Over all those guys, they chose Wentz. Like, at some point, you just can't tell me that all these decisions don't matter. They matter a ton. And just one other name I would throw out there. They didn't wouldn't have had to maneuver around at all. Kenny Pickett in the draft. Nobody's saying Kenny Pickett lit the world on fire in year one. Showed some things. How much better off as an organization would they be right now if they would have drafted Kenny Pickett this year in the first round? Well, I say a lot, but but beyond that, it gives you a reason to say, okay, you deserve some time. Right. Right, they, they like would have you a bought yourself time. May, maybe a better record. Maybe they're a game worse. I doubt it, but they would have a comparable record probably, and they would. It looks like have a quarterback that will be the starter for his rookie contract at the minimum. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're getting back into the water, swimming around with the teams that are all about to overspend on mediocre available quarterbacks, or you've got to draft someone, which they have not done. They have been extremely reluctant to do. The only guy they've drafted is Sam Howell in the fifth round. And we're about to see what he looks like for the first time against Dallas this weekend. But in summation, as a staff, when you come in for a team that is quarterback-starved, your number one mission is quarterback. And going into last offseason, Ron's press conference at the end of the year was, we got to solve quarterback. 
It's the same press conference he did yesterday. Just change the date. A year has passed, and then another year, and now a third year, and he's having the same conversation. We got to find quarterback. You have had so many bites at this apple. Even the bites you didn't take were opportunities that you could have gotten off on ramps. It's just amazing how poorly they've done at finding a QB. What do you guys make of the Rivera era through three years? And let's let's phrase it this way. Maybe we can count up some of his wins, so to speak, as you know this regime's victories, where they've done well. We can do that next and, and be balanced here at 800-636-1067. But what would you say Rivera and his staff in the front office can hang their hats on after three years running the show here in Washington? Because that's what it's been. Three years. Same win total if they don't win this weekend in all three seasons, despite two of those years having one more game than their first year. 800-636-1067 is the number on Grant and Danny, the MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Grant and Danny with you on the fan, taking you up to 6.30 today. Darris and Ryan on the production. Ron Rivera is at a point in the offseason. I should say the season. My mind is already on to the offseason, but there's one more game left. But he's at a point in the process here where he's talking a lot of big picture stuff about the offseason. You know, looking ahead, essentially. He was asked by Scott Abraham about if they made the leap that he forecasted in year three in his press conference yesterday. Before the season started, Ron, you said this year three was going to be a big year for this franchise, for this team, that you wanted to see growth, you wanted to see that next step. I'm sure you're in the process of the self-reflection, self-evaluation as the finality comes up here on Sunday. Do you feel like this team has met your expectations and taken those next steps that you wanted to see, as you mentioned, in the offseason going in? I'd like to believe we did. I think we did some really good things. I think there was a, there was a point where what we were six in the whole playoff hunt. 
Um, we got ourselves there. We played some pretty good football, and some things happened that we just couldn't sustain. We'll play the full answer you know, we a went little through bit a later period on. I, I just wanted to hear that you guys to hear that, that he does think they made you know, a jump here in the third year. We're less kind of talking about whether or not they made a leap and more looking at this era through the lens of they have swung and missed over and over and over again at quarterback, and they're going to go into year four, Danny, with no answer there. Either with a rookie who's going to need time, can you imagine that? Where if it's you go into the season with like a, a rookie who it's going to take a couple years. Yeah. Now you're into your fifth year here before you're turning a corner. Or what I think they're going to do is go for a veteran again, whether again. that's a Garoppolo-ish type dude. And it, it's going to be a lot like what just happened. Maybe they'll be better than Wentz, but you're not bringing in a world beater. You're bringing in someone who's going to be in a new offense leaving a scheme they're comfortable with. You probably get a slightly worse version of them than whatever you're acquiring, a la Wentz coming over from the Reich system. Like These are realities we got to deal with. Let's go to Kevin, who's in Arlington. What's up, Kevin? How hey, Kevin. are you? Hey, fellas. So um, before I uh, hang a light on what Vaughn and the company have done well, uh, I just one big picture thing, and it's quarterback related, but I, but I think it really deserves a lot of scrutiny moving forward. Remember the, the line or the reasoning from Ron that, hey, if we build up the team around him, uh-huh. once we're ready to pull a quarterback in, uh, we should be good to go. Well, you didn't get the quarterback, but not only that, you deconstructed a pretty solid offensive line from 2020. So, you know, it, it's more than just quarterback. It's, it's things that directly relate to how that quarterback can perform. But uh, I digress. The one good thing, other than he's not an embarrassment like uh, other coaches have been, and, and he seems to have a good locker room, and he's a good man, and you know, there's plenty of things about him personally you can say are great, especially that they fight hard for him, or at least they did before uh, the bye week. But, you know, they've done well in drafting running backs, and they've done well in drafting uh, defensive backs. I would say wide receiver acquisition because Dawson is so solid, but I can't forget AGG. I can't forget Deami Brown. And if you're going to deconstruct that line, uh, Charles can't be a bust at guard. Cosme can't be hurt all the time in mess. Paul can't be starting at the end of the season when it's too short of a sample size. So can he play? So Yeah, you look at quarterback, nice which we've talked about, and it's been a failure, and it's basically right now a net. Zero? Yeah, and it's worse than it was when he took over. But uh, what I always come back to and I can't escape is the best player on the team right now is McLaurin, and he was here when you got here. The second best player on the team right now is Allen, and he was here when you got here. The third best player on the team right now is Payne, and he was here when you got here. The fourth best player on the team right now is probably Sweat, and he was here when you got here. I sense, I sense a theme. The, the fifth best player <laughs> maybe is where I'll give you your first guy, which is Curl when he's healthy, who was a seventh-round pick, which was before. That was with Kyle Smith's scouting staff putting all that stuff together you know, going into that year. But I'll give Rivera credit for that one. But the, the four best players on this team, I mean, even if you want to add Tressway, a pro bowler, here when Rivera got here, right? Um, Allen, pro bowler, here when he got here. Alternates. Sweat and pain here when he got here. I'm not sure about Jeremy Reeves. I, I want to say he was here at the end of Gruden's tenure. I could look that up. Who's I think the, he was. Who's the other Pro Bowler? Yeah. But like all of the guys that made the Pro Bowl or are alternates for this team, 
he inherited of the 11 or whatever guys that are left from Gruden's era. So it's been three years, man. Like, where are your guys taking over to be elite, really good players in this locker room? All the best players were already here. It's been three drafts. It's been three free agency periods. How is that possible? Tart, it's, again, if you threw darts at a board, at names, you'd have as good a hit rate. And it's not like we're talking about four future Hall of Famers and all pros, not to belittle the guys that we love. These are good good players. They're really good. McLaurin is about to go to his first Pro Bowl, Mm -hmm. right? Allen went last year to his first. Payne might get to go to his first this year. Sweat has never been, might go to his first. These are good players. But it's not like you've you've had a second overall pick. You've had a 19th overall pick. You've had a 16th overall pick. You can't crack that top four? Yeah, there's enough talent, especially here in year three, that they've found or lucked into, inherited, whatever you want to call it, that you can't tell me that with this easy schedule they should be a seven win team because they're, they're objectively you can't you can't hide from this. That's an easy schedule, the same way it was in 2020 yeah. when you overachieved with seven. This is an underachieve with seven win season. There's no way around that. Last year's schedule way harder than this year's same number of wins. Uh-huh. Now I will grant them that this year's division way more difficult, but in terms of the overall schedule, come on, man, it's it's way easier this year. Yep. And you're going to end up with basically the same record, maybe a half game better because of a tie. Let's go to Dan in Fairfax. What's up, buddy? Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. Happy New Year to you. Too. Um, I just think that the only thing that we really have to hang our hat on is that we've got a really good core of players. And I love, you know, Jahan Dawson. And, uh, of course, we got uh, Scary Terry. And, you know, there's a lot of good players. Samuel. I can't wait to see what uh, Chase Ruge, your cousin, does next year. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good players, and I just think that if we could ever find a quarterback, like you gentlemen were saying, you know, we could really have it. Just imagine we had Lamar Jackson. We'd probably make it through the playoffs and maybe even make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, if you had a, a recent former MVP, that would make you a little bit better. I think it sure. would help them. I'm going I'm to go out on a limb and say that. But the <laughs> if they only had a quarterback, that was the deal when he got here. Just find the quarterback. You're running the show. Go get the QB. And they have tried, and they have tried, and they have tried. And not only have they not figured out a way to do it, they have failed miserably on that front. The most important of all the things that you have to do. 800-636-1067. What can we point to as progress, and what can we hang our hats on for the Rivera era to try to talk ourselves into this thing going in the right direction And maybe the results aren't there right now, but maybe the process is better than we're giving it credit to. Maybe it's the recency effect of this month that's weighing us down. 800-636-1067 on Grant and Danny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Discussing the Rivera era as we get ready for the end of year three. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan. I do think realistically we need to give some credit to the fact that he was the perfect choice in terms of someone to steward the team through a lot of the off-field malarkey. 100%. Like, he is a good dude, and he does have a lot of class, and he operates with dignity, and like all those things that are important even if you would rather just win football games, I get that. But my point is, it's not like he has also been a mess off the field. I mean, this guy, while dealing with a lot of adversity in his personal life and within the organization, before he ever coached a game, he had the, the, the social justice movements and the unrest in the country and the changing of the name and all this stuff. He had no idea he was going to get into. Uh, he didn't know about the pending Washington Post story and the, the workplace investigations. Like All of that has happened while he's been here. That also has to be mentioned as those are some big hurdles to clear. 100%. 2020 was as challenging a coaching environment as there's ever been in the history of, of pro sports. Sort of full stop. He navigated that with as much grace as any human being possibly could have, plus he beat cancer. Oh, yeah, the pandemic. <laughs> you know, too. like, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's been a lot uh, stacked against him. It's just that on the field, it, it just hasn't gone well. And... They continue to miss at quarterback and, and it ha- haven't done enough at other positions. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. Richmond John, what's going on, dude? Hey, buddy. Happy birthday, New Year. Happy birthday. Happy Thanksgiving um, to happy you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, more importantly. You boys, too. Um, I think you should do a segment where uh, Grant does Fiona, the Bulldog, and Ron Ron Rivera is the Bulldog, uh, <laughs> is, is Danny. Um I'm sitting here like on hold thinking like I know they're kind of shifting the segment here and I want to come up with something positive and I'm having a hard time doing it. So that's a, I mean, that's right there. I'm just frustrated. I wish he were, I, I wish he would shoot the fans straight. Stop thinking about the media, you know, and kind of couching your statements and just shoot the fans straight. Cause here's the thing. He gets an extra year by all accounts. I mean, it's less something crazy that nobody expects. Like he's going to get that extra year. So why not just shoot people straight? And say, you know what? No, we didn't. We didn't accomplish the mission, or whatever he, you know, whatever verbiage he wants to use. You know, we lost three games and we tied one, and, and we're not in the playoffs. You know, we have to do better. I have to do better. 
there's nothing wrong with that. It's not going to get him fired. It's not like, you know, uh, he's coming out saying like, you know, five and 11, not very good. You know yeah. I mean? Just shoot people straight. That's what I want from him. Cause I do root for him. Like you said, Grant, like he's a good dude. Yeah. Like you giving him that extra year is actually a positive thing. I think, um, cause I think, I think he's a good coach. You know, I do. I, I know people will say, no, he's, you know, had seven wins and too many losses in a row. Like our boy Gilo, I mean, you know, he he's probably screaming right now if he heard me say that. But he's not a bad I, coach. I, wanna... I don't think, right? Like, I just no. think he could do so much better. Appreciate you, bro. Thank Good you, John. From you. I mean, we, we could debate how good he is. Like, th- that's a fair conversation. I think he's fine. I think you could do a lot worse. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a terrible GM. I think he's a bad executive. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think that's a fair enough analysis. Like, another year is not going to kill anything. But why can't he? It's it's a good point. Like. Just answer that question and say, no, we didn't make the jump. I was talking for two years about year three, and I was pointing to Carolina. In Carolina in year three, we're 12 and four. 12 wins. We're at seven again. We didn't do it. We failed. We had some bad luck in this injury and that injury and this quarterback situation. But the bottom line is we came up short, and I came up short. And hopefully in year four, I don't. Put a little pressure on yourself. You know, you can you can say that. You could say, we need in year four. To do it now, or else people are going to be in big trouble around here. Let's go to Keith and Clinton. What's up, Keith? Hey, Keith. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. You too, bud. So, two quick things. Uh, I know we get all the emotional, but I really don't. I, I got some good feelings about Ron in the sense of not that he's a train wreck, but he coming from Jim Zorns and uh, Jay Gruden's and some of the other stuff we've had, he's been a calm presence. And, like, I don't watch the games feeling like, oh, my God, the wheels are going to fall off. Like, I know we're going to fight every game. Now, we may not put execute, but I know we have we have a toughness we haven't had in years. Now, on the other side, I would like to see him get rid of Scott Turner. Scott Turner, to me, I think he gets mentioned, but not enough blame. Like, we played that Giants game, and we were running the ball up the middle, and they couldn't stop us. And then we get to the 50, and he goes spread, and he tossed right. Like, there's been so many games where we've been running the ball, even the commentators would say, he's He's averaging five, six yards a carry, and then he goes four and five spread and just completely doesn't pay attention to what the defense is getting him, and then they sack, they fumble. So- it happens, right? We're, we're you, up against it. I'm sorry. i got to let you go. Uh, but I, I will say this. You can't run it a whole lot more than they've run it. <laughs> that, that's my response whenever <laughs> I, I hear I know that. everyone wants to run the ball every down. There are very few teams in the NFL that have run the ball more than Washington since they went to Heineke originally. Uh, but if you got issues with Scott Turner, that's a long line you can get in it because I, I'm with you. After this past week with with going back to Wentz, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked about where they're going in that area and on that side of the ball with the staff. Let's talk quarterback next, though. What gives you faith that this group that has gotten quarterback wrong so much will get it right? Because honestly, the rest of it doesn't matter. We could say, oh, good job on this lineman. Good job on this running back. It's all irrelevant. Can this group get quarterback right this offseason, and what gives you hope that they can? We're Grant and Danny on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.